Hi, my name is Shelby Roberts, your host of the Bible Party Podcast, where right now we are on the book of Hebrews, going over chapters three and four. And this episode is part two of chapters three and four. And this podcast is is designed for you to participate in the study. So if you haven't read chapters three and four yet, press pause, go do that now so you can understand and follow along. Now on this last episode, we talked uh, about a lot of things, but one of the main focuses of chapters three and four is that Jesus is better than Moses. The writer has established to the people that Jesus is better than the prophets. The prophets spoke on behalf of God before, but they spoke about Jesus. And now we have the real thing. We don't just have the shadow. We have the substance. Jesus is better than angels. Angels are just messengers sent by God. Jesus is better than Moses. Moses was a prophet and um, God used him. That's for sure. Uh, Moses was the mediator of the old covenant. But Jesus is the mediator of the new covenant. We also talked about how all throughout scripture, God brings up the Exodus. When he freed his people, he uses this example all throughout scripture to get his point across. So anytime we see something repeated over and over and over and over and over again, um, we need to figure out why. And it must be important for him to keep bringing up. But like literally, it is from the when, when the exodus happened all the way through to the end. We see, uh, remember Egypt. Remember what I did for you in Egypt. Always reminding them of what happened in that whole situation. And uh, I also talked a little bit about the word if. <laughs> if keeps coming up. And we talked about some scriptures that had conditions in them. You know, once saved, always saved is a controversial subject in the church world. And, you know, don't take my word for anything. Go and see what the word says. And it's important to interpret scripture in light of other scripture and considering the whole thing, not just isolating one scripture and making a doctrine out of it. And there's plenty, plenty, plenty of scriptures in the uh, in the Bible that tell us um, what is required for us to obtain eternal life, salvation through Jesus. And it says here in Second Peter one ten through eleven, he says, "Therefore, brothers, this is Peter talking. Therefore, brothers." Be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election, for if you practice these qualities, you'll never fall. For in this way, there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's telling them to be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and election. 1 Peter 5, 8 and 10, 8 through 10 says, be sober minded, be watchful, your adversary. So you have an enemy, your adversary, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Now he's looking for someone who is weak. He's looking for someone who's got their guard down. He's looking for someone not rooted and grounded in the word that could easily be led astray. And what does he say? He says, resist him 
firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you've suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you into his eternal glory in Christ, he himself will restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. And the there was so much persecution going on in the early church, and particularly going on um, for these Hebrew people, and they were contemplating uh, going back to Judaism. And further down in um, in chapter four of Hebrews, he brings up um, the Exodus. <laughs> he brings up what was happening. Um, When he freed his people, he used Moses to lead them out of Egypt and into the promised land. And there was a a journey that should have taken 11 days, took about 40 years. Uh, 40 years later, after they left Egypt, they were still in the wilderness. Why? Because of their unbelief. They just would not put their faith in God. Griping and complaining nonstop. Now, they were on their way to a place of physical rest, the promised land. They had been slaves in Egypt for several hundred years um, after Joseph died. And they had been, they'd been slaves, they had been um, treated poorly, and the Egyptians were really threatened by the people of Israel because they were strong. And... So they were being oppressed by this, you know, terrible Egyptian regime. And so they're on their way to physical rest. The rest that God provides for us now, salvation, is um, a spiritual rest that Jesus has given us. And we obtain this salvation, this place of rest, this place where we stop working for um, to be in good, good graces with God by repentance. Repentance is a word that nobody likes to hear. And repentance is a word that hardly any preachers preach on, but it's all throughout scripture and Jesus preached on it a whole lot. So we obtain this salvation first by repentance, meaning we ask for forgiveness for our sins, which he freely gives Um, And we follow Jesus. We receive this amazing grace. It's all by grace. Um, Nothing merited on our part. Nothing earned on our part. It's by his amazing grace. And it's through faith. Which is believing in him. Believing on him. Believing that Jesus. Believing and confessing that Jesus Christ is the son of God. The Messiah. The anointed one. We believe that he died for our sins and rose from the dead. And he now sits at the right hand of the Father. And he intercedes for us. And he's the only way to the Father. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, There's another place in scripture that says that Jesus is the door. So there's no more works, no more sacrifices required on our part to be able to come to God. And all of this was established in the Old Testament was for the Jews only. But now because of Jesus, Well, the Jews rejected him initially, and so um, the gift of salvation was made available to the Gentiles as well, which was part of God's beautiful plan from the beginning. And so now we're included, 
and we are also heirs according to the promise and we are um we we receive the same inheritance and so no more works no more sacrifices for us to be able to come to God. There's no more curtain that separates us from God's presence. There's no more priest who has to go to God on our behalf to make sacrifices. Thank God. Thank God for Jesus. Um, And so the people of Israel under the old covenant did not receive the rest that God had for them because they didn't have faith in the message they heard. So when things were getting hard, guess what? They longed to go back to their lives as slaves. That seems crazy to us. But put yourselves in the, in the place of the Hebrews. This writer of Hebrews where he's just really trying to convince them not to go back. Because they too were longing to go back to what they had before. Why? Because it was getting hard was getting hard this persecution the squeeze of persecution and life getting so hard and they just started longing for their old life as just jews they're like if we could just be just jews you know it's not illegal they'll leave us alone and they thought um they could just easily do that and the writer's like are you crazy you can't do that you're you're denying that jesus is the christ and you're you're taking a huge risk here by losing your salvation. And if you don't believe me on that, go back and read your scriptures. So going back to the children of Israel in the wilderness who just wanted to go back to where they came from, they were like, you know, at least in Egypt we had meat. At least in Egypt we had cucumbers and onions and fresh vegetables and fish, but they forgot that they were slaves. (laughs) And so we see that happening here to the Hebrews as well. And in chapter 4 of Hebrews, verse 7, he again quotes Psalm 95, um, where David is quoting, uh, he's quoting David and who's prophesying and says, Remember, God said through David, today, today, if you will hear his voice, and not harden your hearts. Remember, Moses did not get to lead the original crew into the promised land. They all died in the wilderness. And then Moses passed the the torch on to Joshua. And Joshua is the one who led the next generation into the promised land. And the writer of Hebrews says that the real rest that God had prepared was just physical or if if the real rest that God had prepared was just physical then David who didn't show up until centuries later would not have spoken of the same thing David was saying the same thing so salvation through Christ Jesus is the rest Jesus Jesus Christ the Messiah is our Sabbath rest It was God's plan from the very beginning. And the writer is saying, do not let go of this awesome gift that you have. Jesus is now the high priest who passed through the heavens for you on your behalf to save you, to save us. And he's saying, listen, in the old way, the high priest had to make atonement for his own sins too. 
not just for the sins of the people, because he was a sinner too. He had junk. <laughs> but Jesus never sinned. He was the perfect sacrifice. And this is the beautiful thing about it. He can sympathize with us. He could sympathize with these Hebrew people who were going through horrific persecution. Unfair. He could sympathize with them because he went through the most horrific persecution and torture and they treated him so unfairly and mocked him and crucified him. And he could have called on legions of angels to come to his aid, but he didn't. He didn't. I'm sure he was tempted. It says he was tempted on all accounts, but he stayed faithful to the Father. He stayed faithful to do what he came to do. And so the writer's saying, so my brothers and sisters, be encouraged because you have a high priest who understands, who has suffered more than you suffered and who has made you righteous and clean and enabled you to go boldly to God's throne of grace. And that is where you're going to find the help you need. Isn't that awesome? So that takes us through chapters three and four. And next week, we'll talk about chapters five and six. So between now and then, read those two chapters, five and six, over and over and over again. That's how we learn. everyone. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share this podcast with your friends. And as always, I want to encourage you and remind you to be rooted and grounded in God's word and fall in love with Jesus more and more every single day. And stop your cherry picking.